You're listening to the IPHC Leadership Cast. Well, good morning. My name is Travis Rutland. I'm the Director of Communication for the International Pentecostal Holiness Church. Uh, We're so pleased to have Dr. Ron White with us today. Dr. White is the interim president here at Emanuel College, and we're actually on the campus of Emanuel interviewing him. We're here. I'm here for the Feast of End Gathering. Dr. White, thank you so much for being with us. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. Uh, what we wanted to do in this interview was just kind of let people get to know you and, and also get, let, give you the opportunity to talk a little bit about Emmanuel and what's happening here. So sure. if you would, let folks know a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, I, I'm a third-generation Pentecostal holiness uh, uh, minister uh, and member. Uh, I've been a part of the church since I was two weeks old. My mother had nice. me in church <laughs> at the beginning of my life, and I've been in church ever since. Um, and, uh, and, and it was a, a pleasure growing up in the South Carolina Conference um, and knowing all the folks that I know there and the family connections and, and many family members who were a part of the church. Um, I, I was an ordained minister uh, early in my early 20s, uh, been a part of the church, kind of straight away for a little while, but I'm back, and I'm, I'm glad to be back uh, here um, with the South Carolina Conference again and with the IPHC. Wonderful. Now, before you came here to Emmanuel, what were, what were you doing before you came here? I was at Columbia College. Um, I, I had been here at Emmanuel for 22 years, served as financial aid director, then as dean of students, and finally as uh, the dean of enrollment, um, and then left about 12 years ago to go to Columbia College. Uh, and there, for 11 of those 12 years, I was the vice president for enrollment management. And then the last year I was there, I moved to the faculty. And really, I sort of thought that I was going to spend the rest of my career teaching yeah. uh, in the classroom uh, in our, on our graduate faculty there at Columbia College uh, in our higher education program. Okay, excellent, excellent. So it's, it's, uh, it was uh, exciting for you to get the call to return home, so to speak? It was quite a surprise, actually. <laughs> and, um, and, but I know that God has called me to this. I, I have no doubt in my mind that He has opened this door and has asked me to Wonderful. step into it. I don't, uh, I don't have all the answers to all the challenges we face, uh, but I do know who holds the answers, and my trust absolute. in God is, is absolute. Uh, we're having faith to believe that God's going to reveal the answers and show us the way so that we can walk clearly in that path to, uh, to get on the other side of this challenge. Wonderful, wonderful. In a second, I want to talk to you specifically about Emmanuel College, but just in general, talk to us a little bit about some of the rewards or the benefits of a Christian higher education, as opposed to not that state universities are bad or anything like that, but talk to us a little bit uh, uh, to parents and to students. What are some of the advantages or benefits of of Christian higher education? Sure. I've been a a proponent for Christian higher education for quite a long time, and those who remember me when I was here at Emmanuel before, uh, when we would go to national youth conferences and things of that nature, I was always uh, kind of uh, in my bully pulpit, uh, preaching, right. preaching the notion that we need to send our Christian kids to Christian colleges. Emmanuel is one of many, but we just need to make sure that we uh, allow our children to get every advantage possible to build up their faith, not to be challenged to deny their faith. Mm. Um, I think we all understand, uh, and this is not a knock against public education. But I think we all understand that there is an anti-Christian bias that exists in the public sector. I mean, for one thing, they can't even mention the name of Christ. They can't do anything along those lines. Uh, Whereas on our campus, 
uh, we can not only mention the name of Christ, we can talk to people about Jesus. We can have prayer meetings in our residence halls and, and prayer meeting and prayers in our classes, uh, things you can't do in, in a, a secular school. And of course, I think many people have seen the recent movie uh, that has come out that is portraying that very thing, showing oh the challenge of a young man and his faith with uh, professors and with the, the way a secular institution operates. Uh, so to me, uh, and I'm, I was so proud and happy that my two children attended Emmanuel and that when they came here, they developed Christian principles and they're in the church today and they're serving Christ today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that Emmanuel played a huge part of that. And I know it played a huge part, huge part in my life because I came here in 1967 when it was a two-year school. And I, I, I went later to the University of Georgia to finish and I experienced firsthand the challenges mm-hmm. uh, at the public university uh, with my faith. I don't. I think I would may have had a different outcome if mm-hmm. I had not had those two years of grounding here at Emmanuel. Now we can offer a four-year education to our sure. our young people, uh, which gives an even uh, greater uh, foundation for faith and and, and faith and learning uh, going forward in, into life. So it, it's an absolute essential in my mind, and it's. It's absolutely important for those of us in the church to promote our Christian colleges to our young people. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I know that for myself, at least, uh, being in college is a time when you've got a lot of questions. You're trying to figure out what the future is, and you have those questions. You want to have those conversations about God and about your spiritual walk and things like that. It's very hard to find professors or counselors, you know, at the at the public level or at the state school level that are willing or able to answer those types of questions. They are there on those campuses, but they have to be very careful. Sure. Um, because they can, uh, they can get fired for, right. uh, for the things they might do that are considered promoting religion in a, in a uh, state-operated uh, uh, institution. So right. uh, I know when I was at the University of Georgia, as I said, I, I met Christian professors, and I knew some who were there, but I also noticed that they couldn't talk freely. That's right. Uh, here, if you have a spiritual question on this campus, you can raise that question. And there are any number of people who can help a student struggling with belief in God or struggling with uh, uh, the notion of the Trinity or mm-hmm. you know, yeah, any yeah, right. theological <laughs> concept. They can raise that question here in a safe environment Absolutely. and have people who will guide them and lead them in a biblical way uh, two answers that, of course, that we believe are true and accurate. Right. On a secular campus, they would believe that was falsehood. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's important because, you know, college kids, it's a time of trying to learn who they are and it things is. like that. And, and if is. you don't have good people guiding you along that path, it, it you know it can become dif- difficult for young people. It is a fundamental place uh, for the development of the young person into an adult who goes forward into life, into their careers, and into their future. And if they're not prepared adequately with Christian values and a Christian foundation, mm-hmm. they can be weakened and they can uh, leave the church. I- I'll tell you this. I-, I can remember back in the 22 years when I was here before, and uh, what we used to call teen talent, and and I would say uh, I get an opportunity to speak for the college, and right. but I would speak for all Christian educate higher education, and say the same thing I said just a moment ago. And I can tell you that on more than one occasion, I had parents come up to me with tears streaming down their faces, mm. saying, "I wished I had heard that message before I sent my kid to college. Mm. My child went to a secular school. They lost their faith." 
they're not in the church today. They're not Christians today. They're, they're not serving God. Mm. It's, the, it's the biggest heartbreak mm. I've ever experienced. Mm. You know, and, and again, we can't always promise that the outcome will be that a student will, sure. will have a foundation of faith coming to a Christian college. But I think the probability of that happening yeah, is far greater <laughs> absolutely. Uh, on a campus like Emmanuel than right. uh, on a state school That's campus. right. And the opportunities, at least, to explore and answer, ask questions and have questions answered That's is right. certainly more, more right. available here. Now, so let's talk a little bit uh, specifically about Emmanuel. Where, where are you guys right now? A lot of, most people in the denomination know there were some, some issues financial yes. shortfall and things over this past summer. And, and my understanding is that God has blessed the school and they've met those those immediate needs. So yes. so where are you guys right now and, and where are you moving forward? Yeah, and that's a great way to put it. Um, the immediate crisis was the summer and the tremendous response by, by the church. I, I am blown away. I have never seen a response from our church like that before wow, to great. a crisis in, in higher education. And remember, I was here a long yeah. <laughs> time. And over that period of time, we had some, some crises, and, and the church did respond uh, to those crises as well, uh, but nothing like what I saw this past summer. And, um, and so that immediate crisis has passed, but we are not out of the woods. We yeah. still have some huge financial challenges ahead of us. And we need the continued support of the church. In fact, we are working right now. In fact, this, this uh, weekend is the uh, October board meeting uh, of the Board of Trustees of Emmanuel College. And th- this is exactly one of the things we're grappling with is how do we come back and talk to the church and, and uh, uh, to those who have helped us and supported us in the past to un- help them understand that we need continued support. So we're going to be asking uh, churches, for example, to put Emmanuel in their budget for whatever mm-hmm. amount they might could afford yeah. on a monthly basis and to try right. to uh, generate uh, some revenue uh, from contributions that would come from churches. We're also going to ask our alums and friends, people who have supported us uh, uh, in the past, some of whom have supported us monthly, uh, to consider increasing that monthly support. And some who have not given monthly, but maybe they've just given sporadically, mm. to ask them to step up and help us, maybe for, a, maybe for a three-year commitment, to say, for three years, I promise to do this. To be a regular To, to help you. Yeah. Right. Because we're, we're going to—it's going to take at least three years to turn the corner okay. on, the, on the current financial crisis. Okay. Um, and uh, probably five years— for us to get to really strong health. Now, God can do miracles, and we're sure. counting on that, and <laughs> we're right. praying for that. That's right. But I'm just saying from a, a kind of a human perspective sure. of, of knowing and understanding uh, how um, institutions like Emmanuel operate, that uh, probably we should be thinking of a three- to five-year turnaround okay. uh, to get back in a very healthy position um, with uh, the, the continued support of course, of, of all of our stakeholders. And so we are, we're praying and hoping that the church will respond to that. Wonderful. I'm sure they will. That, that's good to know so that people can say, okay, they've got a plan. This is where they're headed in three to five years. So that, that's wonderful. Yes. I know people are interested to know about that. What are you, what are, now that you've been here for a little while, of course you were here for 22 years before, but now back as interim president, maybe your perspective is a little different, it is a lot different. <laughs> as, as president. So, so what are some of the things that you're most excited about that are happening right now on the campus? The thing that excites me the most are our students. Awesome. Um, one of the things that, uh, well, this is what I've been saying to people from the time I actually interviewed for the position to this very moment, and I will say it again today to the board, and and will say it again to the ladies at the Feast of Ingathering. Every chance I get, 
I, I kind of have this same uh, theme that I'm, I'm focusing on because I believe it is the solution to our problem, and that is that prayer must come first mm-hmm. before strategy, before tactics, before plans. Mm-hmm. We must call upon God and hear from God in order to be able to construct the right strategies and plans. We can construct our strategies and plans all day long, yeah. but if they're not energized and backed and supported by the Holy Spirit, they're, they're, they're likely to, they may succeed, but they may not succeed. Yeah, but absolutely. I know if we get what the Holy Spirit tells us to do, right. it will succeed. Right. Absolutely. Hands down. No question. And so our goal has got to be to seek the face of the Lord uh, to understand what He would say to us so that we clearly see in fact, the very, this very morning I was reading uh, in my devotion uh, the, the occasion in the life of Jesus where he prayed for the man who was blind. Mm. And he asked him if he could see, and he said, yes, I can see, but men look like trees. Right, and things are upside around. down. Right, right. And he couldn't yeah. see clearly. Right. And it says that Jesus touched him and fully healed him, and, and the word that caught me was he could see everything clearly. Mm. I sort of feel like that's where we're like the blind man, and we've had a touch of Jesus, and we can see somewhat, but it's misty, it's not clear, we're not sure exactly all the specific things we need to be doing, and I believe that if we pray and seek the face of God, that we will see everything clearly, and Mm. that's what we've got to do. We've got to see it clearly, know exactly where He's leading us, and then step in that direction. That's a great point. That's a great point. I would encourage everybody listening to keep a manual in in your prayers. Oh, please, please. That's the most important. That's the thing I say to everybody who says, congratulations, or, you know, I'm so glad you're here, or whatever. I say, pray for me. Yeah, absolutely. Pray for me. Pray for us. Pray for our faculty, our students, our staff, our board. Because we have huge decisions to make in yeah, the next uh, year or two. I heard my dad, he was a pastor for a number of years, and I heard him say always uh, when he would go to a new church, he would say, depending on how much you pray for me, yeah. I'm going to be about the pastor you deserve. There so, you go. So, I, so I would encourage I everyone to, to pray for yeah. you. Yeah, you'll, you'll be about, yeah. the, about the president they deserve. That's right. Yeah. I need to adapt that into the presidency. <laughs> that's right. Say that's that right. same thing. That's right. Now, I know that right now you're the interim president. I know mm-hmm. that that title is on that. But... We don't know where things may move forward. So if you are here, say, five years from now, looking to the future, if you're here, if the board offers you to be the full-time mm-hmm. president, there's mm-hmm. a lot of yeah, you yeah, know, variables to that. But, sure. but if you're here, where, where would you hope or where would you see or imagine that Emmanuel would be and maybe in, at the end of that five-year period that you talked about earlier? Sure. I believe that um, my vision for where this college could be uh, has not changed from the vision I had years and years ago and the vision that many of us hold. It's not just my vision, but it's the notion that that Emmanuel College should be, number one and foremost, uh, the place where the next generation of leaders and church leaders uh, are formed mm. and developed. Um, I believe we should have a, a stronger connection to the IPHC. We should have more IPHC students on our campus. Mm-hmm. We should um, uh, certainly integrate faith and learning with those students in a way, in, a, in this context, in a way that when they graduate from here and go out into their careers, they join a local PH church. They become deacons and right. Sunday school teachers and, and, and as well as ministers uh, and lay ministers. Sure. Uh, who are the leaders of our next, uh, the next generation uh, into the 21st century. So my, my vision is that we're preparing the next generation 
uh, to do battle in secular society, yeah. to uphold and sustain Christian values, and to promote uh, uh, Christ and uh, and the evangelical beliefs that, that we all hold. Um, I think uh, another vision I have for us is that we will be uh, reaching uh, deeply into markets that we currently don't reach into. For mm-hmm. example, uh, the, there's a, a strong non-denominational movement out there uh, yeah, sure. of charismatic and Pentecostal churches. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have a denomination to rely upon. They don't yeah. have denominational colleges to go to. I think there's a real market there Absolutely. that we need to be uh, in those churches, in those uh, particular churches. Some of them are almost like denominations. They have sure. multiple campuses. That's right. And we need to be reaching their young people and mm. showing them that here's an alternative you you may not have thought about mm. um, and try to draw that, that group of yeah. students in. Um, I also have a, a vision that we can become a center uh, for Pentecostal practice and theology. Mm, that's great. Um, I, I think... We are living way below our ability there. I think we have the brain power here. We have the, 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 the theological power here. I think our people are some of the best. Uh, and I think what we need to do is make that mark. I mean, mm-hmm. we need to make that mark not only uh, in the traditional Pentecostal circles, mm-hmm. but in the evangelical church at large. Yeah. To become that center. When people think about Pentecostal practice and theology, they think of Emmanuel College. Mm, that's awesome. If you want to know more about that, that's the place you need to go. Wow, that's great. Yeah. That's and great. it's also a place I can see us as with our Swale Center, Convocation Center, yeah. I can see us becoming a place where we have uh, gatherings of, of uh, leaders and pastors and theologians and so on that want to come in and, and uh, think wonderful. about uh, our, our understanding of Pentecostal theology and Pentecostal practice and how to move that forward into the greater evangelical world. That's great. You're getting yeah. me excited. I'm going to go back to school. Yeah, okay. Very good. Well, come on. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, for, all you, for all the listeners, if you want more information about Emmanuel, you can find that online at ec.edu. Again, that's EC for Emmanuel College, so ec.edu. Please check it out. There's, there's a, a space for your young person or for you if you want to return to school. I know they would love to have you as a student or be a supporter or just find out more information about the amazing, exciting things that are happening here at Emmanuel. So again, Dr. White, thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the IPHC Leadership Cast. For more information on the Leadership Cast and other church-related resources, please visit www.iphc.org.